0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Jordan High 2004 podcast. I'm Gonzo. And this is Steve. Steve, I'm happy to be sitting down in the same room again and podcasting with you.
1: Yeah, you know it's been a long time. You look a lot more handsome in real life than on a computer screen.
0: You know, I did start working out again, so hopefully I can lose some of those COVID pounds and start looking good.
1: I also noticed you're growing your beard back. I uh, started to grow one as well.
0: You look good, but I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> shave it. It's again I was getting too much uh, grief at work for having a beard and. I don't know, I don't know if short guys with beard end up looking like uh, dwarfs dwarfs <laughs> <from the> Lord <laughs> of the Rings. <laughs> you start walking around with a big axe. <laughs> yeah.
1: You know, I actually I think, you know, our phones listen to us, right? Yeah. And I keep getting these ads for like this kit, I guess you can order to help you grow a thicker beard. And I bought one. So it's like this got this like this little micro abrasion thing that you rub on your face where it will help the stuff grow.
0: I get those same ads too. Well, they I just, bought it.
1: I'll let you know. We'll, they we'll, know
0: that my beard is not thick. So like,
1: <laughs> mine grows like, it doesn't grow on my cheeks. So I look, if I grow it out, I look like Amish or like Brigham Young or something like, a, like a neck beard.
0: You're looking like Moe's from yeah. uh, <laughs> from the office. <laughs> so
1: we'll, we'll, we'll do updates. If it starts throw, growing in really thick, we'll...
0: We'll, uh, we'll throw it on our Instagram. So follow us for Steve Beard updates. <laughs> <laughs> um, how's your week been?
1: It was a good week. Uh, I had a fun experience in the, middle of the week I wanted to talk about. On Wednesday morning, we were at the office. Just uh, I had two patients in for cleanings, and I was working on a lady who just had some problems just weigh her teeth. When she would bite down, it was hurting her. And bam, power went out. And uh, I was like, man, this sucks. Like a lot of the stuff wasn't working i had my little headlight so i was able to look in their mouths and look for cavities and do that but we couldn't finish the cleanings we couldn't do like i couldn't help adjust the lady's tooth for, like a, a high spot that she yeah. was biting down and so we we sent those patients home apologized and they made jokes of like did you pay your power bill And I'm like i don't know i thought it was on auto pay but i guess i got a double <laughs> check uh, checks in the mill i promise yeah but they yeah. um we called we waited like an hour and a half and the power was still out and the the website or when we called Rocky Mountain Power it was like no known time outages So no known yeah there was like 6,000 customers without power but they didn't have a timeline of when it would come back and I was like crap we gotta so I just made the decision like I I sent all the employees home we called all the patients and said hey sorry power's out and cancelled the day so all of a sudden I found myself I think it was like 8.30 maybe nine o'clock on Wednesday, like early in the morning. And I was like, okay, I have a full day ahead. You know, my mind immediately went to, I got 50 things I could do right now. This is great. I have this free day. I can get a lot done. And so I called Natalie and I was like, Natalie, I got this free day. And she's like, well, I got a lot of stuff that I had planned and she, you know, didn't want me to ruin it. Not ruin it, but me coming home would kind of throw a wrench in things. So she said, I think you should take a mental health day, and I was like, well, I could do a lot of stuff at work, but I've I've been like super stressed at work, and there's just been a lot going on. And she's like, no, I think that you should just forget about your list and take a mental health day. I think you should go on a hike or go to a movie, just do something by yourself. And so, I did, and I was like, you know what? I am gonna go do like Bell's Canyon. I haven't been to the waterfall since like probably like 2004 2005 but i've been up to the lake like dozens of times so i'm like well i'm gonna go to the falls
0: yeah all the way up
1: it's way freaking farther than i (laughs) I remember being and so i went up and i gotta tell you i took a lot of pictures i can even i can post a bunch of them for the people that have been up there but it was exactly what i needed and like natalie she's she's a life coach and she does all these things and i think that from our conversation she just knew like you need to go do this. You need to just take a day where you're not thinking about work, you're not thinking about employees, you're not thinking about numbers or projects. It's just go be outside. Go, th- you know, be outside, breathe in that fresh air. And it was the best thing I could have done. It took me like four hours to go up and back. And it's beautiful. I forgot just how beautiful it was to get up there and just have that mist of the waterfall hitting me. I, I laid down on the rocks. I probably took like a 15-minute Not nap, but I laid there with my eyes closed, just like hearing the waterfall and the river. And that recharged my batteries. That just really got me out of this little mental funk that I've been in. And I just, I hope that other people find time to do that in their life. Just like take a mental health day, take a mental health morning or evening or afternoon just to take time. But yeah, that was a, I haven't done that. Took advantage of a day where the power went out, but really good experience.
0: That's great. And I'm I'm happy to hear that that you're feeling good and ready to to tackle your your days. You're feeling a little bit de-stressed, and I'm gonna do so many fillings. Well, the one thing too is that you were I think you were sending me. I don't know if it was that same day, but you're motivated to do other things outside. You're, I know you want to try to do a marathon or. I think I talked you down to a half marathon. <laughs>
1: Everybody. I was like, Gonzo, you want to learn a marathon? And he was like, no. <laughs>
0: Steve comes back from his hike all enlightened. Like, I'm going to do so many. I'm going to take care of myself so good. I'm going to start. I'm going to run a marathon. I'm going to get in better shape. And then like I for, like, just I like, him down.
1: For your birthday. I was like, you know what? The best gift for Gonzo's birthday is I'll pay for his entry fee to a marathon. Like, Happy <laughs> birthday. You're doing this with me. But I think we're going to do a half marathon. We'll, uh, anybody else that wants to do it with us is, is invited. We we just got to pick one.
0: Yeah, I it's. I'm motivated to get back and get back in shape and get back in running. So, I've never done a marathon. I've never even done a five k. I mean, I've run five kilometers in a row before. <laughs> but I've never run um, done an organized run. So I'm. I'm excited. I'm so going to train him. So instead
1: do of doing it for free, now you're going to.
0: I'm going to pay to do it. Pay to yeah. Do
1: it. Exactly. That's the best kind of. Um,
0: today we have, Silvana and. She's one of our neighbors. She lives just uh, down the street from from me here, and she bet she couldn't she didn't come to my house. She's uh, we're we're doing a Google Meet with her, but I'm excited to talk to her. How, did she reach out to you, or I
1: I had heard a little bit from her, but especially when Dusty called her out, I said, Hey, Dusty called you out, and she was all about it. You know, so she accepted that challenge right away. She was sounded from the moment I reached out, excited to be on the show.
0: All right, so let's hear uh, let's hear a conversation with Silvana. All right, here we go. We're really happy to talk to you and happy to see you. Hello. I was just saying that we um, we ran into each other yesterday because our girls all do dance at the same studio, and I was saying everybody's had dance recitals yesterday, and I was looking on on Facebook and Instagram, and it's like everybody seemed to on Saturday post like dance yes. recital things, the same pictures.
2: Yeah. I also think. All of them go to the same place because there are hundreds of people there. Yeah. And they had five recitals for the one dance company.
0: Well, both my girls go and we had a recital at nine in the morning. So the earliest recital. And then we had another recital at seven thirty at night.
2: You um, had the latest one too. We had the
0: earliest and the latest.
2: Oh, so that's we miserable. spent, we had
0: four hours of recitals. And I mean, you've, you've met our little boy, but he is super hyperactive and he can't sit still. So I would watch the girls dance. And then as soon as they were done dancing, it was at the middle school. I would just go outside and he would run for like an hour. just And I was just chasing him <laughs> around the middle school. Even the people that worked there were like, you're having fun today. <laughs> I was like, yep.
2: <laughs> yes, it was busy, but it's fun. My daughter loves it.
0: Oh, it, and I, I saw your daughter perform. She's so cute. And she did such a good job. And it is something that, you know, that... They have like older kids that are kind of doing a serious dancing, but I just love, and I think everybody just loves those little kid dancing. The little girls dancing is so cute, and I think there was one. Uh, did you see the toddler? The little toddler, and the, <laughs> the every, everybody blew up. So a ta- a toddler, a little boy, just.
2: Went Running on stage. Yeah, I
0: came running on, on stage during the, one of the performances. Everybody was like so happy about it. It's so funny.
2: Yes. That little boy was very proud of himself as well. He was very happy.
1: That's funny. Well, Silvana, I think you know that you got called out by somebody. I did. Thanks, guest. Dusty. Yeah, Dusty. M- making things happen. And so we appreciate you responding and being willing to come on and, and take the time to help us get to know you a little bit better now. And of
2: course. Yeah. So with you know, that t- oh go ahead. Oh no it's I was just gonna say it's funny because I do I've been listening since you guys started and I had multiple people that I didn't know were listening messaging me and Facebook friending me to tell me that I was called out and to make sure I knew. Yes, <laughs> i'm already on the books it's good <laughs> it's just a few weeks out because of schedules <laughs> that's awesome
1: so, i'm glad that we got our uh our little i don't know jordan
0: high army out there th- that is it's fun working. that Fighting is fun to, to see and it's fun to like have it reached out i mean Silvana and we've been somewhat close uh, you know yeah. we have lots of friends in common but it is fun to see other people that like we weren't as close to reaching out to be like, okay, I'll do it. Or people daring each other to like come and do it. I think it's fun.
2: (laughs) It's been fun to get to know people that I knew that I haven't been in touch with in years and maybe haven't even thought about or thought of. And they start talking about why have I not been in connections with these people? They're all amazing. So I feel lucky that we've all actually been to a few get togethers recently together yeah which has been fun
1: very fun well let's let's get started and hear a little bit about how you saw yourself back in high school how who was Silvana?
2: Silvana was a choir nerd i feel like i was a pretty positive person and i had a widespread of friends i don't feel like i had any set group of these were my people i had multiple groups I was also a quiet person and I don't know if people knew that about me. Like my initial tendency is to be shy and I've never wanted that. So I try to go outside of that. Um, But then also my senior year, I was at the Jordan tech center half the year. So I, in the mornings was gone and then I'd come to the high school in my scrubs and just go as I did. But we're
0: doing, were you doing a medical assistant or um, I
2: did vet schooling. I did the vet tech program my senior year and then the summer after. So I feel like I kind of lost a lot of those connections. Those that senior year because I was doing other things. So I kind of lost some of those groups as well. But then I've also reconnected with some of those and made some of the best friends. I never thought I would have that are from high school interesting yeah like my very best friend is Teresa from high school everybody loves her I know she's on I think next week as we talk
0: soon I think or in or two next weeks. Couple weeks yeah, two yeah weeks, she'll be on yeah. really soon
2: yeah but I mean she's my best friend and in, in high school we were friends but not realizing that years down the trials she's gone through and the trials that I've gone through have brought us... I mean, we talk nonstop every day. And she's been my rock through some really hard times.
0: It's so good to have old friends, like someone who knows you and someone yeah. that you can rely on. It's... I feel like that about Steve. I feel like I can reach out to him for anything and I don't feel uncomfortable if I need help with something to ask him. So It's nice to have an old, good friend.
2: Yeah. It's just, you don't always... You hear stories of, oh, you won't be friends with these people once you graduate. Like, your life will move forward. And for a while, it kind of did. And I kind of lost contact with, I don't, pretty much everybody. But then realizing some of those friendships and those connections have become so critical now that I feel like I've proven that statistic wrong because most of my friends are from high school Besides my neighborhood. <laughs> yeah.
1: Gonzo's my only friend I've made in the last 20 years. I
2: don't <laughs> Sorry. Uh, do you see my my friend? I have a friend here.
0: No, but we've been hearing the jingling. Of yes, the... this
2: is Lincoln. Oh. oh, he heard his name. What he kind of dog my...
1: What kind of dog Isn't is This is my golden
2: doodle. He was a gift to me a year and a half ago when my life turned upside down. You never thought a puppy would be a great idea during the time of crisis, but he was like an instant therapy dog, but he does not leave my side at all. And he's a big dog. So makes it exciting.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you say that you saw yourself as a positive person. Yeah. Something I, I took note of, you said your tendency is to be shy, but you did not want to be that. And so you made like an effort to not be shy and be more outgoing. Mm -hmm. And I think that's awesome that you saw something that is a tendency and that you didn't want that to be something about you. Like, I don't want that to be me. So you made a conscious effort to step outside of your comfort zone to not be, you know, shy. And I, I think it's great because I have memories of you back then and I, I wouldn't have thought of you as shy. And, I think that you managed to mask that or hide that or not be that very well.
2: Yeah, it's weird to be a shy, extreme extrovert. So, learning, I'm like, that's what I, that's who I am. So, I have to get past that initial awkward moment.
0: Yeah, it's like maybe right when you're meeting someone that's shy, but then as soon as you know them, you're like super open and and chatting because I know all the get all the get togethers that we've had even you know as adults with kids or whatever and uh, we've I think last last year maybe a year and a half ago we they had a little thing at Teresa's and COVID oh yeah it was last year we weren't
2: supposed to do it but we did
0: (laughs) (laughs) but yeah I remember you being so open and and extroverted throughout the whole thing so
2: Yeah. You guys knew that was right when I was going through my heart stuff.
0: All right. So, I mean, how much do you (laughs) want to get into it? How much do you want to get into that?
2: Well, nine years ago, my son was, so I have two kids. I have a nine-year-old boy and a six-year-old girl. And when my son was nine months old, he'd been in swimming lessons since he was three months old. We have a lot of pools in the family. Um, There was kind of a freak accident during his swimming lesson where he aspirated. And instead of spitting out his water in his mouth, he ended up breathing it in. So I watched my nine month old turn blue, have CPR performed, and he was brought back. Um, And during that, I, it took me time to realize, but I ended up with PTSD. So I think the one thing that's I have learned as an adult from the moment I was a mom, I realized how important mental health was because I quickly, before my son was one years old, I had PTSD and I had to get help. Um, and I had it pretty under control. And then two years ago, last May, I had a really unique situation. I won't go into all those details, but we had a a two-and-a-half-year-old left at our home with papers saying you can be her guardian. So I'm active LDS, and through a lot of prayer and going to the temple, felt very strongly this little girl should not live with us, which was really hard. So I ended up working with DCFS and had her placed into a new home through foster care even though part of me felt like I should have this child, I knew I wasn't supposed to. So when I handed her over to DCFS, it ended up flaring up my PTSD because my PTSD is flared up from losing a child. Um, so just that mental health and knowing what will help you, whether it's therapy or counseling, medications, whatever it is that you might need, that is one of the biggest things that I've learned. Like there may be times where there's depression. I didn't even realize I was dealing with some depression, but it was because of my PTSD. And I went into the doctor saying, okay, I've got this PTSD and it's flaring up and he goes, it's turning into depression, but you caught it. Let's work on this. And so I was working on that and got that under control again, pretty quickly. And then six months later, I went through a very quick and sudden and unexpected divorce from the time I found out he was filing from divorce to when it was filed was one month. And then from when it was filed to when it was complete was a month and a half. So within a two and a half month time frame of being married, I was single and a single mom. So I became. Officially divorced in January of 2020. Uh, And so I mentioned earlier this dog who's starting to get antsy because he wants to play. My sister lives in Germany. She actually moved to the States two weeks ago, but she lived in Germany and she'd been there for years. And she hated that she couldn't be here for me. So she thought, let's buy my sister a puppy. That will help. (laughs) (laughs) while she's going through a divorce, let's give her a dog to give her more work. And I was very grateful. I mean, I did vet schooling. I love animals, but I was like, how am I going to do this? And he ended up being the best thing for my children and for me. So he would wake me up in the middle of the night if a kid was having a rough night and they're clear across the other side of the house. And he would wake me up and make me go in there and I mean, he's just been a really good thing for our our family and knowing what's good and not. But I went through a lot and finally started feeling like maybe I could piece my life back together and COVID then crumbled everything again. But through all of that, finding happiness still. When I was first going through the divorce, I went to therapy and I learned something about myself that I didn't realize and that's the other thing that I've learned is the importance of self-compassion and self-love when the therapist asked me she's like do you love yourself I'm like well yeah like everything like I have a good life I have wonderful family kids and she goes but tell me about you and everything with me revolved I was taking care of everybody else and she's like you're you have lost taking care of you you have no compassion for yourself because you're so worried about everybody else. And finding what helped me learn that was huge. It was huge. And learning how to do that through self-compassion meditation or books or podcasts. There's wonderful. I'm a big podcast person. I'd never listen to podcasts until. All of that happened a year and a half ago, and now I listen to them every day. So, yeah, my life went crazy, but, you know, it's wonderful still. And everything about those challenges, I wouldn't change it because I've learned so much.
1: So that's a lot, and I I appreciate you (laughs) kind of sharing that and, and letting us know. A little bit of background, because you said like a year and a half ago things changed, and I have changed, and a lot of what you've become now is related to this story you just shared. And I guess I would just like to ask you the question again: uh, Who are you now? So you've gone through this, you've gone through the therapy, you've gone through the self love meditation. How would you describe yourself now?
2: I look at life. And whenever anything happens or anything is said, I look at it as assume positive intent. Everybody has trials and everybody has hard times and nobody necessarily knows. Most of my neighborhood, I mean, so if you are LDS, you have your ward, right? My ward is one street. (laughs) Most of the people on my street did not know I went through a divorce because it was so fast. And so they would say things, not realizing, but I had to assume positive intent. Yeah. And I quickly realized seeing myself today versus what I saw myself and what my life would be when I was in high school. I am a very planned person and you cannot plan your whole life. You have to take it as it comes and you have to be okay with that. Like I would have, I'm a list maker. I like my to-do list. I like to mark it off. I have a very detailed schedule and I like to mark it off, but I have really become a lot more lax in that compared to where I was years ago. But I think I'm a better mom. I work harder and I'm more appreciative of everything that I do have and the friendships that I have and the people that are important in my life. And I truly try to love everybody no matter what, no matter what their situation, their history, who they are, who they wanna be, anything about them, everybody deserves to be happy no matter what that is. And for my marriage, My ex couldn't be happy with me and I had to be okay letting that happen so that he could be happy. And in turn, I found a way to be happy too. And so I think that is who I am is I want people to be happy no matter what it is,
1: including yourself, Yeah,
2: including myself, which I never, I mean, I thought I cared about it, but I realized I didn't. I've always put me last and knowing that sometimes I can't be last. I was the one to always serve and never ask for anything. And then all of a sudden I couldn't serve in the way I was and I had to suddenly accept service. And can I tell you how hard that is? (laughs) Especially when you're used to being the one to go and help others And suddenly I couldn't, I mean, you have that survival mode for a while and you just have to work through it, but being okay with that is really important. And that, that took a lot of work for me, but being able to accept that and then finding ways to help others in ways I normally wouldn't have, because I couldn't do it the way I normally would, it shifted but I still want everybody to be happy, including me.
0: Yeah, so then, as an adult, you're learning to cut yourself a little slack. You yeah. Know, be able to. <laughs> or a lot of slack. Yeah, exactly, too. And I think, I mean, I think you obviously, more than the rest of us, but a lot of us, through 2020, and having like these pressures of, now all of a sudden we have our kids at home, and now you have to figure out how to homeschool them, too and mm-hmm. you know a lot of us have learned to that we're doing our best and to give ourselves a little break and yeah I feel like and to give people around you a break too mm-hmm. um, I feel like that's a great lesson and then also you're saying mental health is really important to ask for help when you when you find yourself either depressed or if you find yourself not feeling right and to seek for help and counseling, have someone to talk to or a therapist that all that stuff is critical and really helpful. And then, um, you know, happiness is important. And, And I don't know, as you, as you're talking, I was just thinking so much about, you know, it's, it's so important to be able to ask for help when we need it. Not only is the people around us are always, are just about always ready to help, but it's, it lifts a burden within us too. So I think that's that's huge. A, a lot of the times it's pride or it could be that Utah mm-hmm. Mormon thing that yeah. you know everyone wants to have this kind of like perfect Mormon ideal life and it's that can be detrimental sometimes because it can it keeps people hiding things that that things that are hurting them. So I feel like the more that we can drop the whole like Mormon ideal facade down, yeah. the better. I feel like that's part of it. And I also think
1: being the one that is happy to serve and be there and help people, it's like, I don't know how to ask for That, that. can be a switch, you know, it's like That can be hard. Yeah. Like yeah. Switching from the helper to... Because I think that there's lots of people, LDS or not, that's like, if yeah. you ask for... like if, if someone asks me for help, oh, heck yeah. You want me to help paint some stuff? Cool, let's go paint some stuff. You need to lift something heavy? I lift heavy stuff all the time. Whatever it may be, but then all of a sudden... When that role is reversed, I think it's hard. It
0: becomes, yeah, it's like, no, 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 don't bother, don't bother. Like, don't, yeah, exactly. But being willing
1: to let down that, that guard or let down the pride and ask for help. Like, hey, I could, I could use a hand with this and yeah. being okay with that. Because the people helping don't care.
0: Yeah.
1: They want to help. And yeah. I think that that's just a, for whatever reason,
0: whether it's pride or fear, we, like, we don't want to ask for that help. And then the last thing that you said that really jumped at me is that to be a good parent, you need to, you know, because you were saying you're putting yourself last in the list, which a lot of the times as a parent, I know Bonnie puts herself last in the list a lot too. And it, but I, I feel like the more that you can take care of yourself or take maybe carve out a little time for that self-care, like for yeah. me, it's okay, we'll get up really early and try to get like a tennis game a tennis match and try to go and do it because I feel like after I do it I'll feel more, more energized and I'll have a better attitude. I'll be able to like deal with the kids better or be have a positive energy more if I've like done a little thing to take care of myself and it helps me be happy. So I feel like that kind of click when you were saying I was putting myself last, last, last and I yeah. realized that I need to take care of myself. And I'll be a better mom if I can do that. I'll be a better mom to my kids if I'm feeling happier and if I'm taking care of myself, too.
2: Yeah, like that self-care is so important. Um, A few things, like when you guys were talking, when you're the one who serves and then suddenly you need the service and people say, how can I help? I don't know <laughs> right? right and, yeah. and coming up with those ideas are so hard at times. And it just made me think of, it was probably two months after, so maybe March, end of March or April. I mean, I hadn't been seeing people, we're all stuck in our homes and Marco Polo, if you guys know what that is, it's yeah, an yeah. app. Yeah, that became my saving grace because I needed people's faces and that's how me and Teresa communicate and I remember one night probably just sobbing feeling overwhelmed and she's like do you feel like you have your own space in your house because I bought the house that we were living in and I'm like I mean yeah it's my house but nothing's really changed and I I think it was like two days later, Teresa was here in mask, not caring, painting and redid my whole room (laughs) so that it was me. That's awesome. And I was like, I didn't even think of that, but just, you have to like, you, when you're in those moments, it's really hard. And then it's good to have those people realizing. And I was like, holy cow, I did need, as soon as my room became my bedroom, and my safe place and my, just where I felt like it was mine, I had a place to self-care. I had a place to feel safe and to have those moments. And then you are a better mom and realizing I need to work out, but I can't go to the gym. And I know working out makes me feel better. And so I bought Beach Body. And I've been doing Beachbody because I can do it in my room. I can do it in my basement. Yeah. I can do it on vacation if I want. But finding something for me, and if the last few weeks have been crazy, end of school, dance, end of soccer, I have not been able to work out every day. And yesterday, I was with a lot of people and kids and dancing. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to lose my mind <laughs> and realizing – I have not been taking care of myself because I've been so busy. So I'm starting back up again tomorrow because I know (laughs) that helps me. And it's been, I think, two weeks. But yeah, that self-care and self-compassion is critical.
1: I don't know if you noticed when you were talking about being a planned person and making lists, (laughs) Gonzo was nodding his head agreeing so hard it almost fell off. (laughs) He was loving every second of it. And I think that you nailed it. It's like sometimes our list, we're so dedicated to that that we miss life happening right in front of us. Yes. And so it's like sometimes you just have to throw that list to the side and and focus on the kids. Like, hey, life just totally changed. The, the list is going to have to take the back seat for a minute. And I'm going to have to take some personal time for me or some kid time for the kids. And sometimes that's exactly what needs to happen is, you know what, we get distracted by our list that we miss The important thing happening right at that time and so i love that that's the lesson a one of the many lessons that you've learned to just be more present and let you know you can't plan everything and so you leave room to let life happen and just enjoy it as it comes
2: yeah i think of so many people were like just take time for yourself just relax in the bath and i went i could do so many other things like sit in hot water what why would I do that? That sounds awful because that list, my to-do <laughs> list just goes in my head. Like, I just feel like I'm wasting my time. And now, yeah, I'm gonna go take a bath because I just need time. Like my, my mind has completely shifted through all of this and it's for the better. I'm, <laughs> I'm more mellow probably. I'm not like, come on, get it done.
1: <laughs> That's awesome. That's good. What's something that you're passionate about now then? And I think you kind of have hit on it a little bit, but if you could make a declaration like I am so, I'm passionate about what?
2: I think making sure you and everybody else is happy. Like my passion is to find joy in life and to love people for who they are. I mean, we are all in this together. And we are all walking different paths and we deserve to be happy. But really, that is probably why I am the most passionate about. I'm helping a couple different friends try to start up some different funds or non-charity or, you know, different things to help people going through hard times and just finding ways to help people in a positive way that isn't going to take away from my life too. That's probably what my passion would be. I mean, I work with doctors every day and I have a fun job and life is good and I work remotely and I get to be home for my kids and my family is my passion, but I want to make sure they are happy and the people around them and making sure that my kids know that everybody has good in them, no matter what.
1: I loved how you uh, how you said, assume positive intent or assuming good yeah, intent. And that is my motto, assume
2: right. positive intent.
1: And you do that. And I think that that really allows you to step back and not be offended or not think, what mm-hmm. the heck are they doing? And I, I did my undergrad at the U and I did it in argumentation and conflict. And one of the biggest lessons I learned was from this um, this empathy class that I took. But the whole idea was putting yourself in someone's shoes. If you ask yourself, if someone did something and it pissed you off or made you upset or offended or mad, but if you ask yourself, why did they do that? Or why are they that way? And if you're able to take, <laughs> your, take your step back and you find out like, oh, this person went through a horrible divorce or this person was raised by abusive parents or this person got attacked by a dog whatever it may be and all of a sudden oh my gosh things can click and like that makes so much sense why that person does that thing and I love the idea of just having the emotional and mental capacity to take a step back or to assume good intent and then you know maybe you're wrong maybe they did try to hurt you or do something wrong and then you can take it but I think you're right that most of the time people aren't they, they're just doing the best with the knowledge and the experiences that they have.
2: Yeah, and you know, even if someone was trying to hurt me, it's me who allows that. And I can stop that. It might take time, right? I mean, words are one of the most painful things there can be. And actions, when they, they may or may not even realize how hurtful it could be, but... Being able to work through that and whether it is, I don't know. I just, I don't hold grudges because I feel like that just in time hurts me, not anybody else. Yeah. So yeah. let it go.
0: Yeah. It makes you bitter, right? Yeah. Just sing, so much-
2: let it go. I mean, we've got six-year-old daughters. That's <laughs> yeah. all we sing anyways. <laughs>
0: Still.
1: <laughs>
2: Still. Never. So my daughter broke her leg. My son, they were climbing on the tramp. They were not jumping; they were climbing onto the tramp, and my son tripped as he was climbing and fell on my daughter. Uh, Oh! When she was, it was the second day of school, when she was three, snapped her leg in half, both bones, and in the hospital. And then the days to come, I think I watched Frozen (laughs) twenty times a day. It just played on repeat. That song, I sing it all the time.
1: They talk about PTSD.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> oh, man. Yes. Yes.
0: Silvana, do, uh, do we have any beef?
2: Um, you know, not really. I, the only thing I could think of, <laughs> and it's not even necessarily to a specific person, I mean, I don't want to call this person out necessarily because of the situation,
0: mm-hmm.
2: but words can hurt. Um, you Again, it goes back to what I talked about earlier. I was at a high school classmate's wedding reception. I had been married for about a year and a half, and someone came up to me and started criticizing me for not following the Lord's plan and not having children yet, and... I got quite the talking to, I would say. That person didn't know my story. I had miscarried two weeks before. All oh, day. At that moment, it was hurtful, but I didn't even know what to say because it wasn't that person's place. So, again, it just goes back to I have to know. Like, you don't know where somebody's at. and be nice because you don't know what like I could have very easily said something to someone that was hurtful and not realizing it and I hope that's not the case but I'm sure it is we're all human we make mistakes but just remember words can really hurt
0: Steve are you going to apologize for that I'm
1: really sorry <laughs> that I said that to you. I didn't Come know. On. I didn't know. I've
0: changed.
2: I do have to say, I do not agree with people calling out Steenblick. Just so you know.
0: Oh, so you like them?
2: I did. I feel like he did good for what he had.
0: All
1: right, this is like some reverse beef. Yeah, some I know. Reverse for Steenblick. <laughs>
2: I was. I was not in Madrigals. I was going to be, but then because of vet school, I couldn't. Because of school scheduling, right? And it sounds like a lot of that maybe came from madrigals, but I had all of my siblings ended up with Steen Blick and he moved mountains with those kids. So, okay. but I was not ever yelled at with him. So <laughs> <laughs> maybe it was just my situation. I don't know. But I thought he did good for being a first year teacher. Okay.
0: All right. Say a little, cut a little slack for Steam Blake, you know. <laughs> just gotta meet him where he's at. I think a
2: few people have said it.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: But I also think a lot of us were all in choir together.
1: So. Yeah. So far, I think uh, a bunch of people have been, and then I mean, we got called out by Aaron Gurney on Facebook for being choir nerds, and I disagree yes, with I him. Yes, I did see that. I was like, yeah, you're right. We are. You
2: know, <laughs> choir nerds and band nerds we're all awesome.
1: Facts. Straight facts. If a, only I would have been shake. allowed on choir. You never would have made it. <laughs> yeah, I never,
0: I never would have made it. I would have just made a fool of myself in the audition. <laughs> like,
1: Gonzo, please leave. You can't carry a tune to save your life.
0: <laughs> Ten seconds in, you're like, mm,
1: we've heard enough. <laughs> it's like, you can use this triangle. More cowbell. That would be <laughs> More
2: cowbell, please.
0: But you know oh, what? We could I do still... a
2: choir reunion video with Gonzo playing the cowbell. Yeah, Yeah. done.
0: (laughs) That's what. That's that's something that's changed. That maybe I was. I've never been able to carry a tune, and I was more shy about it. But I'll still sing karaoke as loud as I can every time I sing. I know it's off key, but you know, everyone can just deal.
2: (laughs) You know what? I think there's a lot of choir people who hate karaoke.
0: The worse that you get, the more fun it becomes. (laughs) So I feel like with singing karaoke, if you're good. And you can carry a tune. You'll be like mid fun. If you're bad, but not bad enough to be laughed at, then it becomes very unfun. But then the worse that you get at singing, the more fun it becomes. So I think I'm at the very end of the scale where I'm just so bad that it's it's super fun to sing. And, like, <laughs> and
1: then you just like throw some alcohol in the mix.
0: Like, if I ever start drinking, for sure I'm doing karaoke. Karaoke every weekend. Every weekend.
2: Heck yeah. I'll be there for that. <laughs> So i would like to witness that one
1: gosh that's awesome
0: any last things that you want to say
2: you guys are awesome
0: oh thank you nice
2: that's what i've got oh. nice. Thanks, you sir. know thank you. it's been fun it's been so fun listening to this i think we were talking about that before we started recording but as i've been talking to other friends Or my kids are like, guess what? My mom's going to be on a podcast. They think (laughs) it's cool. So I'll explain what it is. And every single person goes, we should do that. That is brilliant. Because by the time you hit your 20-year high school reunion, you guys are all going to know all about each other. And it's going to be this amazing party instead of like, tell me about your life. You've already done it. And you now build all of these friendships again. Like, yeah, it's pretty awesome. It's bringing back so many fun memories that you just forget about during being an adult.
0: Being an adult's hard. And I do hope that it may stir up some people reaching back to each other. That maybe people that were yeah. close and kind of lost touch. I hope that they can they can rekindle some friendships that way. And some people that heard um, someone share on the podcast and then reach out to them and say. I don't know. Hey, let's get together again.
1: I think that's been happening because, like, I'll. I'll it stalk, has. You see those Facebook posts, and it's like, it's really cool to see people connecting outside of us. Like, we interview yeah. these people, and it's great. But then all of a sudden, you have like Casey making comments, Teresa making comments,
0: and it's been really fun to watch. Bryson and Ryan Borgmeyer were making comments at each other. Yeah. Like, yeah Speaking of,
2: like, <laughs> I want Ryan Borgmeier on here, calling you out, my friend.
1: I'm we were neighbors. On. He'll be on. Yeah, he's he's, he's hey. scheduled.
2: Hey, good. I was gonna go <laughs> harass him. If not, we grew up together, just across the street.
1: There you go. Yeah, he'll he'll be on, so you'll be able to hear some of the, the fun good. old memories. Well, you know what? This has been great. I really appreciate you just taking the time and sharing with us some of the things that you've learned and getting us up to date with
0: who you are today. It's been a really good yeah. conversation, I think. Well, oh, Savanna, thank you. It's been so nice to talk to you. Have a wonderful night, and, and and let's get together again soon.
2: Yeah, I mean we live a mile apart from each other.
0: Maybe even less. So you guys can. And come I over. know Steve,
2: you're right here too, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. I'll drive
1: down anytime.
2: I I will like run past your house, Gonzo. I don't know which one is yours, but I know which neighborhood. The one with <laughs> all
0: the chalk on the sidewalk.
2: Oh, that's my house too. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Hey it was good
0: it was it great was talking to you. Good. You take good night okay? sylvana
2: good night i'm going to bed
0: all right good night <laughs> steve we just got done with Silvana. what are your thoughts
1: i have a lot of thoughts and i think that she was really good to talk to because i really appreciated the whole mental health aspect of it because i think that as time goes on that's becoming more clear to a lot of us how important it really is and I think especially like we've talked about this a couple of times but just in this mid-30s the grind of everyday life it's really easy
0: as parents to not take time for ourselves you get lost in it because every day I think you mentioned this every day is almost the same and you are you do get lost in taking care of kids or your job has come at, at this point you are probably entrenched in whatever work you're doing and just grinding at it so it is I think it's so important to take care of yourself and I I felt like Silvana came ready she was like I'm going to talk about mental health and and talk about um, self-care because it's something that's been on her mind I think it's helped her through get through her divorce to think about herself and learn to take care of herself learn that she needs to prioritize that too it was a great conversation I'm, I'm really happy that we had it.
1: Yeah, and I think that a good lesson was just that assuming positive intent. I really like that, and I'm gonna take that. Just assume that.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna add it too because I think so much, so many times we assume negative intent. You know, it's like it is maybe human nature to to assume or think that people are coming to attack us. Maybe it's like a caveman, like lizard brain thing. But um, so I like flipping that upside down, and just assuming that people have good intentions. I love it. Yeah. yeah. So I'm glad she came on and I hope that other people were able to get some good stuff out of that as well. Me too. If you'd like to be on the podcast, send us an email, Jordan High 2004 Podcast at gmail.com. We're on Spotify, Apple, and Google. And No Voice Memo this week. You'll hear from us again next time. Enjoy your evening or your morning I guess you could be driving to work this morning. Enjoy your so enjoy your, enjoy your, and your day. Your errands. <laughs> Good night. Bye.